Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this commercial is going to use subliminal, subliminal, subliminal advertising. It depends on you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this commercial. Shit. The morning stream. <laughs> Would you like a closer look? And everything's popping off this morning. Hey, everybody, welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for June. 13th, 2023. We got a couple of threes uh, in there today. It's the 13th. That's why, Scott, right there. The yeah. 13th. Yeah. Uh-huh, I have yeah. to say, I admired um, Blizzard's announcement of how much uh, they sold of Diablo 4 over, over the first five days because it was exactly $666 million. Get out. Really? Yeah. And uh, it was released, technically released on the 6th, even though some of us got early access to it. So they're really leaning into the whole number of the beast yeah, business. No kidding. You know? Released on 6, 6, 23. Yeah, 23. <laughs> but if you take 2023 and you add. You multiply the two times the three, you get six. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No matter, you know, look, not yeah. we can't always have a... As we know, if you multiply <laughs> the three by the two, you get six. You're not going to wait six, until six, 20, six. 2066 to release your game, so you got to do what yeah. you got to do. I think, uh, oh yeah, I'm over on uh, Third Eagles uh, streaming currently. He's actually, he's only level 14. He's got a level 14 necromancer. In oh, fantastic, four. fantastic. Boy, imagine what that guy could see in the con- in the subtext. <laughs> You know, I just find it to be a harmless video game. <laughs> I, you know, I'd hope he'd do that, but I don't think he'd do that. I think not he'd even say, not even a small chance. Yeah, I killed an undead today, chance. and he he yeah. reminds me of the leopard. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're here to do a show, you guys, and uh, as often is the case on Mondays and uh, Wednesdays, Brian brings quizzes to the show. But because today's a Tuesday, okay. I thought, you know what, I'm going to sneak something in between. I'm going to put a, a little something day. in here. Yeah. <laughs> This is for you though. This is a quiz for you, Brian. Oh, good. What can I win? Can I win? Can I win Steam games, Scott? Because uh... yes, you can take a co- okay, code good. of your choice in this in our Steam <laughs> library of codes. Um, it's a little bit weird in that it's not a, an actual quiz. I'm going to kind of make it up as I go. But basically, I'm going to give you some some strange facts about animals, but do it in quiz form. Oh, cool. All so right. I'll, so I'll That's ask good. you things like you know, uh, I'll, I'll throw one away here. Um, how about this one? Uh, do do uh, what do owls see with 
And then you would say, you'd say their eyes, but you would be wrong because they have eye tubes. They don't have eyeballs. They have eye tubes. -tubes? Yeah. Now, technically, you'd be right if you said eyes because that's still an eye, right? It's their visual whatever. But they call them eye tubes. They actually go back. There's no ball. It's just like this thing. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah, for real. So that's a really weird one. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I got L I tubes. Yeah. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, me neither. They're like little, like little, uh, they're elongated tube, tubulars. Uh, there, there you go. There. Yeah. Like, a like a flat, like a, huh. Interesting. Yeah. Weird, like a, right? Yeah. Those birds weird. never, those birds, every time I hear something about an owl, I'm freaked out mm-hmm. every time it's like, Oh, have you seen their legs? No, they I'm sure they're fine. Ah, have you yeah. seen their legs? They're horrifying. <laughs> When they lift up their skirt and they show their full legs, it is the their weirdest skirt. thing. Have you, have you <laughs> hey, seen that? Hey, big boy. <laughs> know of any field mice near here? It's really odd. Like, uh, let me find a weird one. I mean, they've got, yeah, they're, I mean, they're just feather-covered uh, talon legs. Yeah, but by the ex- way, do you that kind those? of explains why they, you never see owls, like, move their eyes left or right, their, their eyes, you know inside their sockets left and right because they can't right because of the because the tubes. the way their eyes are shaped so they have to always just move their head but their pupils stay in the yeah. dead center they're like the internet there's a series of tubes in there in a series head. of tubes yep i had no idea this is already learning something new i feel i feel like a, a better man look at those crazy legs all right here comes more information <laughs> more data all right, all right. here's yep. here's one yep. uh what color is if you were to shave them what color do pol- what color is the skin of a polar bear? Oh, um, black, I believe. I believe their skin is black. That is correct. Nicely done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It says it's black skin. It helps to absorb heat from the sun to stay warm in the Arctic climate. So it likely protects the bear from harm- harmful UV rays. They've evolved to sort of do that. So that's why. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. How about this one? And their, and their fur is actually not really white. It's semi-translucent. Like it's uh, like a cream color. Oh, right. Yeah. And their hair is gross. Their outer stuff is gross. They look like yeah. pee to me. They look like urine. Yeah. yeah like I don't like yeah. it. Pee-soaked nightmares. They don't look I think like that's the... why. It's, it's really because their fur is translucent that they don't look, that they're not really white. Right. Yeah. And if they looked as good as they do in the Coke commercials, then we'd all be happy. But that's just not going to happen. <laughs> if they were as friendly, too. Yeah. That's misleading. Yeah. Very misleading. Thanks a lot, Coke. All right. Here's one. How many hearts does an octopus have? Oh, well, let's see. Link has, my currently, Link has six. Um, and I'm trying to get more. Right. You're always trying to get one more heart if you can get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I believe they have nine. One for each tentacle and one for their brain. Incorrect. They have is it eight? three total hearts. Is all. Three. Okay. One pumps oh, blood multiple, around. There's something that they have multiple, like. Uh, like a squid or something or some other kind of. No, no, no. Octopus. Maybe they have, they have like nine brains or something they have nine something oh oh i see what you're saying yeah maybe maybe yeah. Well, they got like little uh they got the main brain right the big knobby, knobby right. brain and then they got right. eight little brains out in the out is in the it, reaches brains uh, yeah, anyway okay so th- so three hearts <laughs> three hearts total one pumps blood around the body the other two pump it to the gills uh and also the their hearts are blue Oh, they're oh blood, really? They're, I'm sorry. Their blood is blue, and I said heart. I meant like blood. Klingons. Yeah, a little bit like Klingons. Well, Klingons are green, but same same deal, right? You cut into them, and it'd be like, oh my gosh, what's this blue liquid? It's it's their blood. Blood. Yeah. Blue blood. Yes. Nine brains, by the way. 
Nine three hearts, brains. nine brains. That's crazy. They are a walking bag of organs, basically, is what they are. They're like a Klingon. All right. <laughs> they are. If you were to uh, have to charge or continually have your brain plugged in, the human brain. Sure. About how many watts is are needed to operate the human brain? Oh, geez. Of a, the equivalent like electricity would be required. Sure. Um, well, let's see. The light over here is kind of dim. It's a 40-watt light bulb. <laughs> I think it's going to be more than that. I'm going to say uh, 2,000. 2,000 watts? You're yeah. going to be shocked. The answer is 15 watts. 15 watts, so less than this little 40-watt light bulb I have next you to You need very little power to run your brain. Jeez. Jeez. It turns out. Uh, well, good news, octopuses need uh, nine times that. So, ha! Now, octopuses. I'm, the way I'm going to ask this next one is probably going to give it away. But I'll okay. do it anyway. <laughs> what do butterflies taste with? Oh, their their feet. A lot of uh, uh, flying insects taste with their feet. That is correct. Uh, yeah. Here's This is interesting. Females select the correct leaf on which to lay eggs by drumming it with their feet. And they release these little juices. And it all contributes to them tasting with their feet really so is it gross to you like if if will you now not let a butterfly land on you because no, it's fine you know it's tasting you no nah, i don't mind let them taste me i'm here to be tasted <laughs> so not a we problem. have a uh a place here in uh not too far from me westminster real close to arvada called the butterfly pavilion and um the the outer rooms are all like, hey, have a tarantula walk on your hand, and oh, over here's some hissing cockroaches, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, but then this big center atrium area with all this light and all this space is the actual butterfly pavilion, and you go in there, and it's just like butterflies flying all over the place, and cocoons over here, and these might be hatching, and that sounds like fun. And, uh, sounds great. Yeah. I take super cool. That. Yeah, we have things similar to that, but not nearly that many butterflies. It's like. I don't know, maybe 30. Oh, yeah. It's all spread out. It's it's nothing compared to that. I'm coming. I'm going there. Come here. Um, Let the butterflies here taste. That's right. Come here, Van. We're going. We're going on a road trip. Uh, Okay, Pops. All right. Check this out. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Oh, how much stronger is a dog's sense of smell than that of you and I? So you're looking for a multiple, like 10 times stronger kind of thing. Yeah. Not percentage, but like, yeah, times. Yeah. Um, sense of smell. Um, boy, it's it's like it's probably thirty times. Let's human. look at it. Is it thirty times? It is 100,000 One hundred thousand times. Shut up! Hundred thousand times. According to according to this. According <laughs> to this. Thinking, I was thinking I'm going to go a hundred times, and nope, that's going to be ridiculous. They're going to laugh at me for going as high as I did. Yep. But we have six times the taste buds than they do. Shut up, really? Yeah, that's weird, right? Oh, that is weird. I thought the dogs would have had a better sense of taste as well. I would no, have I guess also. not, because they lick their own butts. They have no taste at all. Oh, good point, right? Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking about this yesterday, because Ripley's out there sniffing away at Rainer's butt, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. what would it take for humans to just be cool with that? You know? <laughs> and I don't I don't have a good scenario in my head where it works. Mr. It doesn't Mr. work. Mr. Friendly greeting. Hey, welcome to TMS Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, hey, just check you, them out. Did you, did you change your diet? You smell great. <laughs> and have that be totally normal and not a weird thing at all? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what society would have to go through to make that happen. But, <laughs> um, All right. This is interesting. What okay. color? Let's see. Is that a, That's kind of hard. Uh, all right. Well, all right. There's only 
okay, reindeer, actual reindeer, not the not the fakey kind with the red noses, sure. but like real reindeer. Their eyeballs, their, their their eyeballs turn a specific color in the winter time, and no other mammals are known to have this ability that they know of. Hmm. What color do they turn? Only in the winter. Reindeer's eyeballs turn a certain color in the winter time. Yeah, and it's to help them see at lower light, if that helps, because there's lower light in those those parts of the world. I mean, I would guess black, but... um, Eyeballs are black. How would that benefit? How would would changing any certain color benefit? Yeah, I'm going to say black, because it would sure be weird if it was white. Is it black? It's blue, weirdly. Blue, really? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they're golden colored in the summer, by the way. So there's uh, that's the oh. deal there. But I would I actually think it'd be the opposite. Just practically, I'd go, oh, blue, better for sun somehow. Right. I don't know why. But yeah. for some reason, I would do blue then. And then the brighter orangey color I would do in the nighttime where now you need to see better. I don't know why my brain goes the yeah. other way. But anyway. That's really wild. Okay. Uh, I, I have oh. no idea why. What? Does a spider have... No, hold on. That's a bad way to ask that. I have to make these up. Okay, I'll do this one. Um, a single strand of spider silk is thinner than a human hair. So, Correct. So a human hair, the spider silk thinner, but is a certain time stronger than a piece of steel of the same width. How much gotcha. stronger is a spider silk than a steel... Hair, like then, a hair made of right, steel. If you had a if you had a piece of steel that was as thin as a spider or a single strand of spider's silk, yeah. How much stronger would the spider's silk be? Right. I'm gonna that one I'm gonna go with a hundred times because I like a good round hundred times. Let's check it out. Five times. Five <laughs> times. <laughs> that one's a lot closer okay. than what you're All thinking right, of well, the other one. That's, that's spiders, funny. you suck. Uh, it says here, it goes on to say, a rope of just two inches thick spider silk could stop a Boeing 747. That's crazy. Oh, wow. That's crazy. All right, here's one. Um, <laughs> okay, let me read this. Okay. Uh, why? Let's see. I'll ask it this way. Oh, good. Okay. Why, why is um, rat poison so effective against rats and other uh, vermin? Or 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 uh, what would you call those? Not just vermin, but like like uh, what are squirrels rodents? and chipmunks? Rodents. rodents. There you go. That's what I was looking yep. for. Yep. Um, vermin feels mean. <laughs> you know, like you. I know vermin. vermin. Uh, so rodents. Why is it so effective against rodents, but other like dogs and stuff? They can they can make it through. Why is that? Mm. Uh, because of retzen. <laughs> <laughs> The cool, refreshing effect of cool, retin. refreshing breath, uh, breath freshener. Uh, it has the opposite effect on rats. Oh my gosh, you're so, right. Just kidding. Go ahead. Keep <laughs> so, uh, why does rat poison? I don't know how rat poison kills rats. I figured it was just like stops their heart or poisons them. I don't know. That's what I thought. Um, same, hard same. I thought the same thing. It's uh, like, oh, okay, but I was so wrong on this. Wow. Well, I hate the the, the fact that the um. The chat room is talking about dehydrating their the animal, uh, dehydrating the rats. Uh, I hate I hate looking over there. It's all right. Let's, they're helping you. They're helping. That's you. fine. It. Let's say that's it. All right. Say, is it is that it? No, that is not no. it. Here's what it is: yeah. squirrels and other rodents. They use squirrels as an example, but it works for sure. rats. Can't burp or vomit. 
None of oh. them. They can none oh, of them so have they can't that ability. Puke out the poison once they've ingested it. Correct. So dogs or cats, if they run into it, they'll they'll hork it before they. I mean, some of them will still die because you know maybe it's a lot or whatever. But yeah, but they can get it out of there and maybe survive. Uh, I never knew that. So literally, this line says squirrels can't burp or vomit. What a great little bit of knowledge there. <laughs> You ever seen a burping squirrel? No, you have not. No, but I kind of wish, you know, I figure it's like uh, they can water ski. Why can't they burp? Yeah. It just doesn't feel fair. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Here's um, <laughs> uh, how do I ask this? All right. There used to be a penguin on the planet called the Colossus Penguin. It was a gigantic okay. penguin. Sure. What? It was just one. <laughs> <laughs> what famous basketball star? Is the exact height of the average Colossus penguin. <laughs> Shut up. There's a, no way. There's yep. a basketball player that, that, like, there's a penguin at one time that was as tall as any basketball yeah. player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, as a well, very the, the pop- little shorty guy. Is it uh, uh, LeBron? Is LeBron the short little shorty guy? No, you're thinking of. Uh, Who am no, I thinking? Carmelo Anthony? Uh, Who am LeBron, I thinking of? LeBron, LeBron's big. Um, you're thinking of. Uh, well, who was he back in the day? The little runty guy that was in NBA Jam or the the Space Jam? Meadow Lark Lemon. That's that, what I'm going to say. <laughs> Let's see. Is that right? No, that is incorrect. Uh, it was actually LeBron James. You could have. It was LeBron that. James. Who is? I guess I should look that up. LeBron. So I guess not really a shorty guy. It was just a really tally penguin. A very tall penguin. Um, hmm. Let's see. LeBron James height. Uh, why can't I find this? Oh, six six eight. Six, eight and a half. Wow. Yeah. Really? So it was a six foot, yeah. eight inch tall penguin. A nearly oh, seven foot tall penguin. Can you imagine that? I can't imagine that. Was, was he still, was he like just super skinny or was he still as wide? Like he looked like Totoro or something. <laughs> it doesn't actually say. Let's see if I got a photo or anything that's like comparative. No, they don't have uh, anything. It'd have to be a drawing because it's extinct, but. That's uh, that's freaking nuts. By the way, um, basketball kind of a uh, big a big topic today here. Yeah, in uh, in Denver. Yeah, uh, there are Nuggets won for the first time ever in franchise history. Yeah, made it to the finals for the first time ever in franchise history, and then and then uh, nearly swept the Miami Heat. Yeah, so pretty crazy. Uh, so, I feel yeah, like it Eric all happened. Andre was in the audience. Didn't it feel like it was all a little quiet? The, the, just all of it, all of this. Didn't it feel like the no, NBA Finals? No, because no. it was it was absolutely nuts here in Denver. It's all over the place. Like okay. every billboard, every every single thing out there. Is as it sh- as it should be. Yeah. When we, I mean, yeah. when the Jazz would do good stuff in the '90s, you know, we'd lose our minds. Yeah. But outside of that, it just feels like the NBA stuff is quieter than usual. I feel like I heard more about Stanley Cup than I did mm. basketball this year. For whatever reason, maybe it's because. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, we you know, the uh, Avalanche what got kicked out in the second round of the playoffs. I yeah, think. Yeah, maybe it was um, Vegas. Maybe Vegas was out. Vegas is why. Yeah, the Golden Knights did really well. Yep. Yeah, and the fact that we're, you know, that's the closest we have to a team. Well, I guess you're closer. No, there Vegas is closer. I think Vegas is closer to you guys now. Yeah, yeah. so there are there are sort of team now, mm-hmm. and that A's deal may not go through. Turns out. There's big stink oh, over there. Oh, really? In Vegas. The uh, the Oakland A's may not be moving to Vegas. Yeah, that may. There's big. There's some big holdup with the go- local government tax something this and that building the thing. There's some big holdup, and so oh, wow. if that happens, the rumor is that there are possible buyers here in Salt Lake City that want to put them out in that new big old space. They want to build a, a stadium out near the airport. So there's talk oh, it may come wow. here. If we got a freaking MLB team, I would go to games. 
I love yeah. I love live baseball. I love it. Huge the fan. Utah A's. Yeah, the Utah's. Utah A's. The Utah's. No, wait, we Utah. can't do that. We got to have Z's in there like everything else. We got oh, Grizzlies. Yeah. Well, it'll be the Utah Jazz. A's. A's. <laughs> uh, or they Utah could just call A's. The Athletics. <laughs> I'll call it. All right, one final one, Brian. If you right, were to good. see a, a common honeybee, which, you know, good for the environment. I, I, I often do see a common honeybee. Oh, that's good. That's good. They won't sting. They're very nice little buzzy little guys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Leave I mean, they alone. Will. They'll leave you alone. Yeah. Kind of thing, they're right? not like hornets who are dicks, okay? Yeah, right. Um, how many times can they flap their wings every second? Oh. And geez. by the nature of the question, it probably makes it sound like it's a, a lot. So I'll, I will say it's a lot. It is. It's definitely a lot. I, I'm yeah. trying to remember. Like they're they're not on par with hummingbirds, but they're up there. Like uh, um, per second, how many times do they flap their wings per second? I would say uh, 120 times per second. Oh, you're so close. 200 is the correct answer. 200. Wow, yeah. you were close Jeez. though. I think you were in the. I was closer than the dog times and and spider silk steel. Sure. Comparison. And maybe imagine like a cold snap and that honeybee's a little slow that day. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, there's got to be a honeybee that's like, I'm just not feeling it yeah. today. Oh, about 120 per second. So I didn't get into it, but there was one here about the jellyfish. And I didn't know this, but the jellyfish is the only known animal or the only known creature on this planet of any species uh, or genus that's capable of cheating death indef- indefinitely. So really? You can, Unlimited death saves? Yeah. You can cut it. You can rip it apart. Um, it'll grow all back. It can get, in fact, a chunk of it can be on its own and, and then find, find new life. Like you can, it can live forever, basically. Wow. Yeah. Which is crazy. You do right? that with uh, starfish, like cut it and, and grow new starfish if you, if you cut it correctly. Yeah. And then one tiny bit of warning, this mainly for you, cause you got a, you got cats. I have cat and, and some dogs. Mm-hmm. Dogs don't matter in this case, but if you have a cat or a horse, which I think is mm-hmm. funny that there's the, just these two. These two uh-huh. highly susceptible to black widow venom. Oh, really? And Way we have more. black widows uh, in Colorado. As a matter of fact, I've seen I've seen them in this house. Black widow spiders. Oh yeah, you don't want those. So cats, no. real bad. Horses, real bad. Dogs, wow, very That's resistant. A, they may be a really? little itchy and bugged, but dogs are very resistant. Sheep and rabbits, immune. Nothing. Human fairly humans fairly resistant too. Like we'll get welts, but uh, it doesn't. Uh, it's it's not like the danger like insta kill like we've all we were all led to believe. Yeah, we all were brave. I mean, hell, they made an MCU character out of it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. well, well, MCU. They made a comic book character. Out of it. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> but it was she supposed to be deadly. Before. <laughs> right. The whole idea is deadly. Ooh, deadly yeah, spider. Right. right. You're much worse to get a brown recluse in your house or something like that. Yes. Oh yeah, because that's got like the. The the what is it, the necro the the um, oh necrotic flesh eating uh, deal necrotic flesh eating deal yeah <laughs> <laughs> no thank you nope. no thanks that's nope. the one way I don't want to go I'll nope. go give me any other way well I don't want any other way I don't give me cancer or whatever but if you're gonna make me go I'd really like it not to be rapidly with a flesh eating bacteria or uh, yes. poison you know yeah uh, exactly sounds bad man. <sighs> No thanks. No thanks. Um, all right. Well, there's your fun animal facts for today, and you did cool. quite quite well. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did okay. I did okay. <laughs> Some did of them were impossible, though. Like, how are you going to know how many flaps a damn bee does unless you look it exactly. up? Exactly. Um, oh, and I learned that uh, possums mm-hmm. don't hang from their tails ever. 
Oh, really? Cartoons lied to us. They never hang from their wow. tails. They'd be too heavy and it wouldn't work. They're not that strong of a tail. But we've all been raised to think that that's the way that deal goes. I totally was raised to think that's the way that deal goes. That's yeah. crazy. It's yeah. like, oh, they just, you know, they hang on trees. They do play dead, right? They, they play dead. That. Yes, they do play dead. Yes. And they, they have are. The death talent. Yeah. They, they <laughs> specked into fame death. Yeah, they can yeah. hit F and then just, and just yeah, lay there. Good. <laughs> but they cannot hang on with that tail to save their life. Literally, they do not do that. Other, There are some animals that do. There's some monkeys and some other stuff, but mm-hmm. um, possums don't. So there you go. Mm. All right. Well, we've all learned a little something. Now let's yeah. learn one more thing with this phone call. So I was listening to episode 2470, and this is actually following up on another person's call uh, about prion diseases. Uh, prion diseases are actually some of the scariest diseases that are out there. They are caused by misshaped proteins. Uh, so they actually have uh, some of the highest fatality percentages of any diseases that we are aware of. Um, they have almost a 100% fatality rate. They tend to actually be very fast uh, diseases. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful day. That is all. <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> what a great way to end that call. Fantastic. Exactly. Yes. So By I the way, the, I hope, yeah. you're, hope you're doing well. Yeah, I hope you're feeling okay. Because gosh dang. Oh, here, here's how they. Here's how you say it. Um, let me pull it back up the audio. Oh, maybe not. Prion. Oh, Prion. Pre-on. Okay. Prion. Make sure. Pre-owned uh, uh, Toyota Prion. Yeah, it's the new. It's the new Toyota Prion. <laughs> The electric car disease, it's going to take away your, oh. your painting zone for and all. Yeah, that's right. I like that they used that guy for the spokesman. That's great. <laughs> You're not going to have to pay for oil no more in this Freon. <laughs> you know, I discovered last night I learned something. What? Uh, I learned that uh, back in February when I told my friend uh, Kathy that we, were, we would go with her to Red Rocks to see uh, semi-sonic Delmetri and the Bare Naked Ladies. I learned that that concert is tonight. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> yes. Are you? Uh, well, I guess you're not going now, or are you? Or what are you going to well, do? Of course, I'm going. Why wouldn't I be going? Oh, I was thinking yeah. you didn't. Okay, I was thinking you had. Yeah, to we bought time. tickets. I just forgot that it was uh, June 13th. <laughs> well, you'll be wide uh, awake for TMS tomorrow. Then you'll be perfect. Uh, perfect. Oh, I'll be. Uh, you know what? I, I'm sure I will because. Uh, She's going there specifically to see Semisonic. It's her favorite band. Yeah, um, I like Bare Naked Ladies, but I liked them a lot more when Stephen Page was part of the band. I don't. Sure. I'm not. Uh, yeah, you know, you know I've listened to their into... album since, and they just sure. don't have the. There's something the missing. Something's missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more Sorry, like Ed Robertson. Ba- I, you need you need the two. It's more like Bare Naked Lady at that point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I came here for ladies, um, not lady. So we're gonna watch Delamitri. We're definitely gonna watch Semisonic, and I'm looking at the set list thanks to setlist.fm, mm. and. Uh, Let's see. Matter of Time opener? Don't know that song. It's all been done. I know that song. Again, it's going to be weird not having uh, Stephen Page sing it. Yeah. Uh, Roll Out? Don't know that one. Ad Lib? Don't know it. Uh, Gonna Walk? Don't know it. Just Wait? Don't know it. Looking Up? Don't know it. Uh, Big Backyard? Don't know it. Oh, song number nine, Pinch Me. Well, okay. I know that one. Okay. Uh, Big Bang in there? No? No Big Bang? Big Bang Theory theme, number 16. (laughs) Oh, shit. Don't know if we'll make it that far. One Week, If I Had a Million Dollars, not till till the... uh, the encore it looks like 
And that's another one where you need those two both guys, man. Yes, right. If I had, you got the you got the oh, one yeah, guy. If I had a million dollars for sure, yeah. one week. I mean, that is pretty much a an Ed Robertson. You know, hold me down, let me stop thinking. Oh yeah, that one's fine. That one's fine. But the one where they're going back, when they do a lot of back and forth, those are hard to hear. Those are hard to do. Yeah, Uh, you know, if I had a million dollars, pinch me is uh, is is you know one of those. What about um, the old apartment? That's that one's just straight up Stephen Page. Yeah, it's his song. Broke into the old apartment. That's they're not doing. Is he doing his own solo thing or no? He is. He is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I took that back. Their first. <laughs> so they end with one week if I had a million dollars and then like a, uh, a a bunch of, uh, at least when they did this in Kansas City, uh, night before last, they ended with a bunch of covers. First encore is The Old Apartment. Oh, okay. I, oh, and then they cover Jet Airliner. Oh, with Brian. semi-sonic and Delamitri. Oh, so they Brian. come back out for the last song. You're going to be tired tomorrow. Back to the point. You're going to be I, tired. I don't think I'm going to tell <laughs> Kathy that, that semi-sonic comes back out for the last song. Yeah, you'll eat this, this is the big... Okay, so now we're on to a whole new ethical question. Do you yeah. tell oh, her? Oh, jeez, do I tell her? Yeah, oh, tell my her? gosh. Because now you know. So do you, Now I know. Do you oh. say, do you, do you omit this information and call it good, or do you feel bad and tell her? You know? I'm going to tell her and let her decide. We're going to drive separate, uh, separately. So, okay. So you got to stay out. just yeah. because she stays. Yeah, you have an out. But That's good. That's good. I have an out, but oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, but I have to tell her. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I like this I can't, conundrum. I can't not tell her because I would be pissed if, like, I found out. Um, you know, like let's say, let's say uh, when I saw Elvis Costello open up for the Police, sure. And let's say I wasn't a huge uh, Elvis Costello fan. Just, that's a bad example because he came out before he was the opening act. He came out, or Sting came out and performed uh, Allison with Elvis Costello, and I would have been pissed if I would have missed that. But it's not like I guess that would be the same thing, right? Like I'll just show up when uh, the police start because I don't like Elvis Costello, sure. and then I find out that Sting sings, you know, uh, Allison with Elvis Costello. I would have been pissed off. Which sounds like a cool duet. By the way, that it was so damn great. cool. Yeah. We um, at the time, uh, it was me and, and the real Chris Brown went and saw those two, uh, or the the can only say those two, those four because it's three police and right. one Elvis. All right. And uh, Chris Brown, uh, you know, does what he wants, and so he decided during the Elvis uh, opener, we would go as far forward in the reserve seating area as we could, and so. Um, He's like, oh, Brian, I see like two open spaces in row two. Let's go get them. I'm like, oh, really? All right. So yeah. we make our way. Excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Pardon me. Excuse me. We get through about three quarters of the Elvis Costello set and we're second row. Great seats. We're watching this thing. And uh, again, at Red Rocks. And then the real owners come and they're like, oh, I think you might be in our seats. Uh, and Chris crap. Brown's like, yeah, we just want to come up and, and see uh, Elvis Costello up close. We'll, we'll move. And he's like, and the, and the people said, oh, no, sorry, take your time. Oh. And so Chris Brown and I just sit still and we're like, okay. We'll take keep your watching. time. The meant, Did they stand the there meant, or what? The guy, what? Meant, the guy meant, well, no, we, I don't want you to run. Oh, <laughs> I, do I want see. You to, I do want you to get up and walk out of our seats. But like you always said, take your time. How are we supposed to translate that? No, it's all right. Take your time. Like, like oh, okay, cool. 
Yeah, I don't know what no, I, I meant. Think. I meant now, but don't. Did know. he say that? Did he have to correct and say <laughs> you it? You did. You totally That's did. That's freaking like... <laughs> amazing. How embarrassing yeah. is this? This is a terrible story. It was a little embarrassing. So as we were going to our seat, like going to our actual seats, <laughs> is when uh, Sting came out to sing uh, Allison with Elvis Costello. So I missed the first minute of it because we were trying to find our seats. I could hear it. I just couldn't sit there and watch it. You couldn't be two, yeah, two rows away from it is what you couldn't yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. That's great, though. That's funny. Take your yeah. t- Why would you say take your time? Why would, Why would you, say, you that? say take your time? Exactly. Or, or no rush or whatever. I mean, it was like, there's something along those lines. Like, oh, okay, cool. No rush. <laughs> I, think that, I think you may have, that's what he said. No rush. I like, think what he should have said was just, oh, no. He shouldn't have no said problem. anything. Like, because we were getting up to get, like, we, were, we weren't going to run. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird for, that's like when you say, uh, you're talking to, I don't know, the bank on the phone and at the end of the call you accidentally say love you because you talk to your wife on the phone a lot and you just say that by accident. Now you're in, <laughs> now you got a whole thing. You got a whole thing to deal with. Just don't yeah. say anything. Say, oh, I think you're in our seats. Oh, shoot. Okay, no worries. And then, <laughs> then you're done talking. You just wait for the people to get up. Don't say, right. don't say yes. no rush. Don't say no rush. Yes, exactly. Weird. That is yeah. the, one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's dive into some news today. I don't watch the news. We got some news, and it's brought to you by... Brought to you by Soundography. Hey, remember last week when I told you there would be a new Soundography episode? There was a special episode where Hammond and I watched the uh, Broadway show uh, Chess, the live for TV version, uh, featuring the songs One Night in Bangkok and others. Uh, that episode didn't get posted because of my trip so it's getting posted today so soundography.com listen to me and Hammond do what we normally do for patrons with these special movie episodes and uh, we're going to tell you all about chess live that sounds like a good time to me it is it still is a good time it may not be the good time people were expecting last week but it'll be the good time they get this week that's right we said no rush and then Brian waited a week that's That's right oh no rush to get this uh, chess and concert Hammond okay cool yeah no worries and then you just stood there uh, let's get to the story about a sushi chain has sued a high school student who licked a soy sauce uh, bottle for $480,000. Okay, that feels a little excessive. You think? That seems like a, a lot. A little. Yeah, I think it's a lot too much. Uh, a sushi yeah. chain is suing a high school student for 67 million yen. That's worth 480 grand here in the Americas. After social media footage showed him licking his finger, then touching a plate of sushi as it passed him on the conveyor belt. Uh, oh, this, this is well, uh, that too. That's also horrible. Yep, I agree. This, is according to the J- Japan's public broadcaster, I, don't, I assume that's like their PBS. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. A Kindo Shiruro company, which runs the Sushiro restaurant chain, claims to have suffered a sharp fall in customers after the footage of his actions at the outlet in the city of Gifu went viral according to the Japanese broadcaster NHK. Foot, uh, the footage of the student also showed him licking a soy sauce bottle and a cup that he placed back onto the communal pile. Oh, gotcha. So, hey, watch this TikTok little video, and he does all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, if they had a, fall, a sharp fall in customers, I mean, they're, you know, a lawsuit is is warranted, but... Wow, did they lose four hundred eighty thousand dollars worth of business? I mean, they're claiming it's that kind of damage. Huh? That's yeah, what they're claiming. Wow. I mean, it's hard this to say. Kid's a dick. Yeah, a kid's a dick. Now, the thing is, in my head, I picture some white kid in America. I just do. <laughs> kind of do too. But it's I not. Picture Logan Paul. It's a di- yeah. You picture like a Logan Paul type, but no, it's I do. It's That's some, exactly. Yeah. It's just yeah, some Japanese true. kid. You know. Yeah. Uh, it says here the short clip was shared widely in Japan after it was uploaded in January. 
and was the, uh, was one of a number of similar videos, including some of their competitors, uh, that helped give rise to the term sushi terrorism. <laughs> oh, no. That's stupid. Uh, uh, the term is used broadly to refer to unhygienic actions in Japan's sushi train restaurants where customers pick dishes on conveyor belts. Those are very popular there. You've got one near you that you go to, right? You got a- Yeah, well, not that we go to. There's one near me. It's not near enough that I'd go, that I'd go to it unless I'm in the area. Mm. But it used to be Sushi Boat. And uh, now it's Sushi Train, but they kept the sign shape, which is the shape of a big boat, but it says Sushi Train on oh. the boat. <laughs> oh, weird. It's <laughs> the Sushi Train boat. That's weird. Why would they do that? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, <laughs> doesn't. No. It says they claim, this is what they claim, they've claimed they've lost 16 billion yen, which uh, translates roughly to be $115 million is their claim of loss. So actually, 480K is not that big. Um, no. Following the release, if they can prove that. I don't know if they can prove that in court. They have to be able to prove it. Yeah. yeah. Following the release of the video uh, due to a sharp drop in customers and a slump in the stock of its parent company. Uh, say, let's see, the student's uh, legal counsel wrote to the court in May asking for it to dismiss the complaint. It said the student had admitted the act and regretted his actions, but uh, added that there was no proof of a link between his actions and the drop in customers at the sushi chain. It suggested the decline in customers could be due to a fierce competition in that industry. Well, if they can track it from when the video was released until now, they can probably show a direct yeah. correlation. I don't know. That's hard to prove in court, though. Uh, it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, but if they're, if they're, if their sales are basically like this, and then right after this video goes viral, yeah. I feel like they've got a case. They by might, the yeah. They probably, that is probably what it shows. I just don't know how you prove. Well, and I don't know what the standards for proof for, for proof are in Japan. Like here, I don't know if you'd, you'd have to settle. Something would happen in the middle. You'd settle. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Anyway, what were you going to say? You were going to. Uh, if you look in your Discord, I sent you the uh, the sushi train sign. Oh, let's take a look here. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> that is so weird. Here, chat. Look at this. I'm gonna zoom in a little. Oh, you can eat sushi. <laughs> sushi train. Sushi train. Boat. We know it's a boat. <laughs> yeah, it's throwing my brain off. It's like. <laughs> it's like when you see one of those uh, those things say the colors out loud. It's yeah. the word red, but it's in yellow. <laughs> yeah. I'm really bad at that. I struggle yeah. with that test. That's not really a yeah. test, but I it's if I really focus I can do it, but my brain does the thing they're trying they're hoping, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right, we'll do this story. This is a fun one. Hundreds uh have attended church entirely run this entire service generated by Chat GPT. <laughs> You knew this was coming at some point. Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't think it would hit the uh, the world of religion this quickly. No, okay. I didn't either. But the artificial intelligence. I was expecting porn first. But, uh, <laughs> so, well, I'll bet it is. There's no not much chat in porn. Yeah. Less chat, more porn. Uh, the artificial intelligence chat box asked the believers of the fully packed St. Paul's Church and Bav- the Bavarian town of Firth, I guess. <laughs> Firth? Firth? Probably just Firth. Probably Firth. Uh, in rye, uh, uh, to rise from the pews and praise the Lord, the Chat GPT chatbot personified by an avatar of a bearded black man on a huge screen above the altar, then began preaching to more. I don't know why they had to tell us he was black. <laughs> right. Yes, I don't point. understand the a point. Bearded, or, and they capitalized. It yeah, too. they capitalized black. Bearded black man. This is a Bavarian <laughs> thing. Hmm. Anyway, on a huge screen above the altar, then began preaching to the more three uh, more than three hundred people who had shown up on Friday morning for an experimental Lutheran church uh, service, almost entirely generated by AI. 
Dear friends, it is an honor for me to stand and preach to you as the first artificial intelligence of this year's convention of Protestants in Germany, the avatar said, with an expressionless face and a monotonous voice. <laughs> <laughs> so so people knew. This wasn't like a. Uh, they showed up thinking uh, that this was a real deal. They they walked in knowing this. I think a lot of people probably theory. went because they wanted to see yeah. how, how yeah. weird this would be, right? I yeah. would. I'd go to this. I would. I'd want to check it out. Yeah, yeah. In, a heart, in a heartbeat. It was 40 minutes. Please install this communion wafer. Yeah. <laughs> in your mouth. Please open your mouth. Beep, boop, beep. I have 10 fingers. Uh, Please says, download see, the blood of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the digital power of Christ compels you. The 40-minute service, including the sermon, prayer, and music, was generated by ChatGPT and, jo- and Jonas Simmerlein, a theologian and philosopher from the University of Vienna. That's where they got the sausages, you know. <laughs> That's right, yes. Uh, I conceived of this service, but actually I rather uh, accompanied, accompanied it because I would say about 98% comes from the machine, says the 29-year-old scholar. Uh, the AI church service was one of hundreds of events at the convention of Protestants in Bavaria. Uh, this is all part of uh, in towns of like Nuremberg and uh, the neighboring Firth, and it drew such immense interest that people formed a long queue outside the 19th century neo-Gothic building for an hour before it began. Wow. So yeah, it's just a you know I don't think this is yeah. like religious zealotry. No. This is just like curiosity. Like what is this going to be right. like? If they did a second one, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be popular. Like nope, seeing it. I've seen the AI church. That's all I wanted to do is just see the AI church. And I kind of want to see videos. I don't know if they link it here. Let's see. Is there any oh, yeah, kind of Mr. Photo or something? Yeah. I want to see that guy up there. That capital B black guy up there. Oh yeah, there he is. Well, um, that looks like a woman. Oh yeah, it does. This is just. Maybe it's just a different part of the thing or something. Here you go, chat. It's way back there. Jeez, She's the opening act. The digital <laughs> opening act. Yeah. She does uh she does Allison uh warms up the crowd. Yeah. Hey, who's ready for God? That's right. And then this other guy, look at him in his sneakers in the pews. Are you ready for God? Oh, look, you know what they all also have? You didn't. They didn't say anything. They buried the lead. But if you look at the photo of the guy down in the middle of the article, all of the pews yeah. have screens with with um QR, oh, QR QR codes. codes for I don't know what reason. So I guess you can watch them on your iPads as well. Can I scan that in here? No. Oh, I did see oh, something. That'd be, yeah, I'd be curious to see. That's a good. I uh, did see something cool yesterday. So um, somebody's got an AI bot that's only job. It's a modified AI bot is to take is to make QR codes, but do them as paintings. So they look like a. A small village in the snow, like all of the buildings. If you looked at it close, yeah. you'd go, "Oh, it just really? looks like a very bunch of interestingly arranged buildings." But if you back up, you realize, "Oh, that's forming a thing," and it scans like a QR and code. And it works and it scans. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I so, remember they, you know, for a while they were doing like colors, and then you'd have like a little photo in the center, a little image in the center of the QR code. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's cool if you can do. It's really wow. Neat. Let's like, see if I can find yeah. that real quick. It's pretty cool. QR code AI art. That's bound to find it. I would oh, totally yeah. do. Uh, Here it is. If I had the right thing, I would totally do a QR code tattoo. Um, I'm thinking that maybe what I do finally, like mm. the problem is, it's, but what would it, you? But what would you have it? Because uh, oh, goes, look at that. Because if it goes works. to, isn't that rad? Isn't that cool? Hold, on, hold your I'm phone up. Yeah, hold your I'm phone up it. on that. I'm gonna, gonna try. I'm gonna try right now. There's the village one, Chad, that I was Son talking about. Son of a bitch, that works. Isn't that wow. crazy? Totally crazy. Scroll down and look at these. There's the village one I was telling you about in the snow. And then they can you can scroll through the others. But they all... 
That looks like yeah. aerial photos. I mean, they all have these big square things because I think you have to. Yeah, they have to. That 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 helps. But even that, like, they make it look like it's a a banner hanging off the side of this character's head. Uh, it's really yeah, cool. That village. No way. That's amazing. Where does it go? Does it take you somewhere? Yep. It takes you to, um, I think, the, the artist's page. QRBTF.com. See. And then they show you, like, oh my gosh, like you can actually works. have it generate. It looks like it. Oh, no way. Oh, wow. This one with the uh, the tree and the clouds and stuff. Oh, the little uh, printed circuit board. These are absolutely amazing, the fact that they work. Yeah, that's rad. I, wow. I actually think that's very cool. That's a really cool that use is, for that. That is okay. Finally, somebody using QR codes for good. Now, right would you do the tattoo? See, I would be tempted to go old school, pixely looking thing, but might be cool yeah. to have some full blown art like, like this. this. Yeah, yeah. If it's no, still scanned, sure. you know. And then you got to have a destination that you're never going to change and will always be up. That's the that's other rule. the thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. You can't like lose you can't your URL. Be... <laughs> that would suck so bad, dude. Like, what if you? What if it went to frogpants.com and then I let it lapse and some guy bought it <laughs> and it forwards right. to porn or something? Like that might. Yeah, tattoo. see, that's that's a problem right there. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to maintain it like in perpetuity until I die. Yeah, or have it purposely go somewhere that's never going to go away that isn't even yours. Like, um, see, that's that you get. You even got to worry about that. Like, you know, YouTube might go under someday so you can't rickroll uh yeah that's true uh oh my gosh do a (laughs) rickroll what if the tattoo artist trolled you and did it so it was a rickroll? oh my god that would be hilarious holy shit uh there was there's a podcaster who does a a show did a show maybe still does a show called the hollywood podcast guy named tim coin and he's again one of the og podcasters uh orange county uh but like was was back in the day when I started podcasting and he got a QR code and I think there was um, I want to say that there was a little bit of a smudge or something or the the, the tattoo artist effed up a little bit mm-hmm. so sometimes you'd get his site sometimes you'd get a different site altogether <laughs> uh, I, that seems bad that seems yeah. like not optimal we had uh a lunch at a pizza place in Orange County with him and Dan Class. Tina and I did when we were out there, and he was showing us his brand new tattoo. And uh, hmm. uh, let's see if I can find it here. Yeah, tattoo. There it is. Tim Coyne Hollywood Podcast tattoo. Uh, nope, that's certainly not it. Oh gosh, that's definitely not it. Yeah. Hmm. Oh man, I was trying to find if there was also a way to have it go to something that's less ephemeral than a website but there yeah. really isn't this is all this is for i mean it's for menus and libraries and there's other uses yeah but, but... Do you th- it's certainly like we were thinking that the the um oh hilarious when you do a search for tim coin hollywood podcast yeah the first photo that comes up is a picture of uh oh never mind. i thought that was tina at one of the podcast words uh, the thumbnail looked like Tina because we've taken our picture with Tim Coin before. And I'm like, oh my god, there's a picture of Tim Coin with Tina, but it's, it's not her. Tim Coin's uh, Tim Coin's Tina doppelganger wife, I right? Think. <laughs> yeah, there's always more than one. There's always. Wow. Well, anyway, um, 
Yeah, this stuff's fascinating. And uh, I hope those church people all learned their lesson. That uh, <laughs> If a robot can do oh, yeah, it, was about, maybe that's right. That's, I was about to say that uh, the, the, the QR codes were just about dead. Like, we were just about to give up on QR codes. And then was it the pandemic that saved? It was, right? Because we all had dead? to have I menus. Did, I, I didn't know they were dying, were they? I well, thought, people were... I think I they were still were, a like, thing, looking right? For replacement. I mean, they were still... They were still being used, but it was they were falling out of favor, and mm. then everybody needed a way to scan a a menu. Yeah, because uh, we couldn't have paper. We couldn't have menus that you handed to people that other people touched. Yeah, so we had to have QR codes all over the it place. It definitely didn't hurt to have it, that research. It definitely helped. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I think uh, QR codes. <laughs> yeah, Matthew oh, Sargent. I never used them till the pandemic. Uh, uh, Merrick says nobody ever used them. I could have sworn there was like a even an article in the New York Times that said uh, QR codes were on the way out until the pandemic saved them or something. <laughs> Weird. Well, yeah, good for them. They're going to live long now. I think. Yes, uh, all right, we're going to we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll spend a little bit of time with our old friends uh, Bill and uh, Bobby. Bill and Bob. Yeah, it's the old Bill yeah. and Bob morning show, and that's all coming. I up. sure hope we can tell them apart. Yeah, me too. Uh, that'll be after this break, and this break consists of a song, and Brian's prepared one. So, Brian, what do you got there? Yes, uh, this one is a band called Night Talks. Oh, I, I hate having those night talks. Uh, they never they never end well. Those uh, those night talks. Mm. Ta- uh, night talks. Um, this is a an indie uh, rock pop trio uh, led by the magnetizing and sonorous vocals, uh, sonorous vocals of Soraya Sabgadi. Uh, alongside guitarist Jacob Butler and Josh Ortega, they have a penchant for creating joyous rock anthems. Big, uh, big thanks going out to Grimy Goods for getting this over to me. Um, this is the song Roll On. Here's the band Night Talks. Head up in the clouds. Stuck in the house I'm in this race alone But I can't keep up With the Jones Living out a dream I'm thinking all about Back and mean Running with the bulls Will I be able When I'm old One step, two step, three steps Forward, back in one step Two step, three steps back One step, two step, three steps Forward, back in one step Takes me back down 
presents Bonnie Pruden, whose research led to the organization of President Eisenhower's Committee on Youth Fitness. Licking sounds good. And we've returned. Who was that one more time? Sure. That was the song uh, Roll On by the band Night Talks, brand new single from that indie rock pop trio. Oh, a song all about deodorant and the best application. <laughs> the best way to apply it. Yep. Always the I would roll agree. On. I would agree. I prefer I like roll a roll on. I do too. I don't yeah. like a cakey stick. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Not into it. I'll take the, the even the gel where you've got to turn the crank and the gel comes out little goo holes. Yeah, yeah. the gel I holes. Know. I do like those too. Those are pretty good. Yeah. I yeah. don't. What I don't want anymore is the cakey ones, and I'm never going to spray anything. Okay. No, no, no spray. What? What century are we in where we still right. spray shit under there? Come on. Because when you're spraying your armpits, you're pretty much pointing that thing at your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, plus aren't we, I mean, yeah. still not good for the ozone layer or whatever, I don't think. I don't know how that no, works I'm now. pretty sure it's it's bad for the environment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's good. Um, all right, let's, um, shit. Who, oh, Bill. Bill. <laughs> the hell do let's we have first? Shit. <laughs> let's shit. <laughs> all right, Bill incoming. We're going to have a little bit of fun with the old Billster, and uh, here we go. There's still something wrong, isn't there, Bill? <laughs> oh, look. It's Bill Duran with his iconic intro and his masculine energy. Uh, he's joining us as he does every Tuesday from his uh, headquarters over there at PunishProps.com, a place I got all excited about yesterday. I did a little mini video about my one of my favorite props ever, this uh, new Coca-Cola he sent. Mm, I cool. love this thing. And um, I did a little short video about it and pointed people to the video where he created it. And uh, so to say I'm in the mood for Bill today is an understatement. Bill, welcome back to the show. Hello. Hi. Uh, happy to be here. I'm excited you're showing that off. Um, today I wanted to talk about 3D printing, and that is one of the very first things I 3D printed. Oh my oh. gosh! I oh, didn't even good know timing. Was, yeah, I didn't even know it was 3D printed. I didn't know what process you used for this until I went and saw the video again. And sure enough, um, mm -hmm. but it's also got—I don't know how you did it. Maybe you've explained yeah, it's this so before. So well polished. I thought that was a—you made a mold and then we. So the original was 3D printed. Oh, and gosh. then we made a mold of the 3D print. And the yeah. stuff you got in there is almost like translucent cola color. Right. So That's we used crazy. a resin that um, is transparent, and then we put a little pigment in it to make it that brown. Mm. Um, it's a little 
dark, but if you, especially if you shine a light up next to it, you can see that it's transparent. Yeah, especially down on the wings, you can just sort of see this, like, it really gives mm-hmm. it the feeling that it's glass, you know? That's cool. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. I love this thing. It's, it we really, truly is one of my favorites. left the seam around the edge, because glass bottles have a seam. That's yeah. right. It was like a, it was like a perfect, uh, <laughs> worked perfectly to, like, continue the illusion. Yeah, they're oh, only yeah. the, like I said in this video yesterday, my two favorite things um, in Fallout as objects, sort of like iconic objects, are all the Nuka-Cola imagery. For whatever reason, I just love it. And the computer terminals. I love those things. Even more than like the Pip-Boy. Everyone's like, oh, the Pip-Boy, that's the thing. No, that's cool and all. Don't trust me. They're rad and you've made plenty of those, Bill. But I really, really like the little terminals with the round screens, these ancient-ass looking computer terminals. I love that stuff. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, what did you bring today? Besides uh, a, a long history and legacy of making cool shit. <laughs> uh, well, so Brittany and I have been cooking up a new 3D printing venture, a new thing. It's not quite ready for mass consumption yet, but we've been designing uh, things for other people to 3D print. Uh, now, this isn't something new. I've done this before for our prop stuff. I've got our Blade Runner Blaster and the Vasto Stampede Revolver. Those are both kits that we sell on our website where you you download the 3D files, print them yourself, and then you can put together your own prop. Uh, And that's what really went really well. Um, It's cool because then most of the work is done and it's a digital file. I don't have to... I I used to mold and cast all my props and sell castings, which is a good way to do it, but then I have to mold and cast all the stuff. So we really like this whole make a file, you 3D print the thing, and everyone gets a, a thing out of it. Very nice. That's awesome. I love that uh, idea. You've ta- you've hinted at this before, but it's nice to hear some some of this taken. Yeah, shape. and we'll be here. talking more about it in the coming months as more things come out. Uh, but anyway, uh, in the process of designing these kits for other people, I've learned some things because when you're printing something for yourself, and I'm guilty of this. You may take some shortcuts. Say, oh, I'm not going to fix that feature because I'll just sand it later or I'll just cut it off with a bandsaw or remodel it by hand later. Right. Uh, you can't really do that when you're making stuff for other people to print, uh, mostly because you want them to obviously have a good and fun customer experience, especially if you're selling them these things. But also, you don't want to have to deal with the customer service emails. You want to make sure people can get their files, print them themselves, and have a fun experience without having to reach out to you uh, every single time. Especially when you're sending this to many, many people. Sure. Mm -hmm. So here's some stuff we've learned, and this is some of the stuff we're uh, including as design considerations for our new stuff. So, first of all... You want to make the files as easy to print as possible. So something I've been keeping in mind is trying to design parts so that they don't need supports. Oh, so, interesting. How is? Uh, I mean, not everything needs supports, right? Like there, there are cases right. of. If you things. design it correctly, yeah, you can print. Yeah. Supports, yeah. yeah. Um, with uh, when I'm replicating a prop for 3D printing, sometimes you have to. That, that's a, uh, a compromise you have to make. Some parts just need to print supports. All right. So, for example, yesterday I was printing a little propeller, like a little boat propeller. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just no way to do that without supports, mm-hmm. which is fine. But because I'm designing things from scratch right now that are my own designs, um, if I can help it, I've been able to design things in a way where you can print it without support material. Support material, there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's got a lot better. Uh, however, you use more material when you do it. 
and it can leave blemishes on the surface where the support material touches down. So that's one thing that I've been keeping in mind. Yeah. Uh, and then also if the parts are going to be big, so for example, with like a, a giant sword, right? Yeah. Uh, you want to cut those apart ahead of time and have include a way to attach them later. Uh, relying on the customers to slice a thing into pieces yeah. themselves uh, will result in a lot of customer support emails. Angry, a- angry messages. Ask me how yeah. I know. Exactly. Yeah. What's your preferred way to do that? Like, do you do a tab and then a and then a whole like a, a cylinder sticking out and then a hole in the other side that is larger? But but one way I've done that. Yeah. So for the um, satisfactory helmets that I uh, we, those are actually for free. If if you're into satisfactory, you want to print a helmet, go to our punishprops.com. We have a free file section. You can print that for free. Yeah. Um, that had to be cut up into smaller pieces because it's not going to fit on a normal size printer. Right. Uh, along the seams that I cut, I included peg holes. And uh, I believe I did it this way, if memory serves correct. Um, but I, I've done this on several projects. These are three millimeter peg holes. So you could use your three millimeter filament if you have that or a one eighth inch or three millimeter rod. So I have steel or brass rod down in the shop that you can use both to lock it together and to align the parts back together. That's cool. So like you can, instead of having um, a a tab that you've got to match up, you've got, Mm -hmm. you know, you can just get, it's like those little pegs that come with Ikea furniture, basically. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. That's a really smart way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I did that with the, um, with the uh, Vasha Stampede revolver too. It's got a bunch of parts that need those, those three millimeter or eight, eighth inch rods. Um, the other thing to consider, how big is your customer's printer going to be? There are bigger printers, but there is kind of a standard size. We're doing all doing all of our testing on a normal size Prusa, which has a print volume of 250 millimeters by 210 by 210. So everything we design will print in that size of a volume. The guy, the idea there is you're cutting smaller pieces. The, the idea there is what lowest common denominator. Try to nail your your. That's like when you right. when somebody makes a, a PC computer game, they want to match a range of builds right, right. yeah right. same idea uh and then uh this is kind of a no-brainer but uh print the parts before you sell them try it out yourself <laughs> uh because crazy. You, uh, you'll run into every problem your customer is going to have before they have it uh and that means you're going to print parts several times until you get it just right that's actually what i'm going to be doing today and I, that's actually my favorite part the printing and testing and fitting and that repetition sure uh and then include instructions this is the this is the most challenging part (laughs) yeah so uh i plan on our kits having uh printed or not print text and image instructions and assembly videos if you're if you have a lot of parts that have to get put together you should make an assembly video in fact while i did uh we made um project videos for the Blade Runner blaster, let's say. Mm -hmm. That's me figuring out how to make this thing and that's up on our YouTube channel. I made a second video that's just the assembly. It's all, it's super instructional. It's not funny or sensational or anything. Um, Because that, that project needs uh, specific hardware, screws of different sizes and lengths. And it has to go together in a certain order. Uh, So I just made a video that very dryly goes through that step by step same thing with the the trigun revolver 
I, think people, I found that, that yeah. when it comes to assembly, there's no better way to do it than with a video. Yeah, I also uh, wish uh, there was. I wish there were more videos that were just no nonsense like that in general. Like mm-hmm, when I want to yeah. find, uh, hey, how do I? Actually, shout out to um, uh, Bill from the Run Jump Stomp podcast. He did a video on YouTube about how to get Diablo Four running on a Steam Deck, and there are oh, cool. there are thousands of those videos. His is the only one I'm going to recommend. It is so <laughs> to the point. It exactly does what it needs to do. It's extremely simple and yep. straightforward and he knows his stuff and he doesn't dink around or over explain or tell me a big story before. He just gets That's to cool. the freaking point. Yes. And it's I love a, that. It's not a 45 minute video that shows you exactly. how to do Put something in two minutes. Mask yeah. or something. More, do that. more of that, please. <laughs> full, of, full of jokes and... <laughs> <laughs> He made my no, day with that thing. I, I, I'll, so, so true. Yeah, yeah. And, and we love Bill. Uh, ATP. Uh, yeah, ATP. ATP of the, um, the Bill Run Jump Stop. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Love that. I, guy. I had a similar experience yesterday. I was trying to 3D model a boat propeller in Fusion 360, and I found a six-minute video, no dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's just just a little music and a guy showing me the bare bones of how to make a boat propeller. Yeah. Nice. Great. That's what you want. Take, uh, take heed. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, there's a bunch of information you probably want to include. So for I'm thinking I'm going to have like a PDF with every kit that includes images that show the correct print orientation on the print bed. Very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, specific settings. So like some of the parts I'm making, very small parts, should be printed completely solid, 100% infill. Other parts shouldn't be. You can include that in your instructions. Uh, if there's any additional hardware, like I said, the my Trigun and Blade Runner kits require screws so if you need hardware specific screws you can include links to that so for example i for my trigun uh, revolver there's um a pdf with uh images and instructions and links to mcmaster car to the specific screws you need so there's no ambiguity about which screws to get it's literally a link that sends you there um i found that all of that has worked really well i don't we've sold Lots of those kits, and I haven't hardly ever got any um, customer service emails, which is my my gold standard. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not getting <laughs> you know, customer you've service it, you've, emails, you've yeah. done it right. Yeah, yeah. I did that, it right. That's a really good feeling to know you covered it well enough that you didn't yep. get bugged about it all the time. Sure. Yes, and it's I have not always nailed that, sure. so I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's great. Uh, yeah, well, very cool as usual. If anyone out there is like, um, I don't know, how, how do I? put this like the when you're the, the whole support thing fascinates me because you need it to print certain things right you have to put in supports mm-hmm. obviously you want to have less so that you're a not using a bunch of material you're not going to use later it's all going to get chucked away but also just it's just more efficient but there it's not having a lot of crap to remove yeah, yeah you don't mm-hmm. have to sand stuff down or find out why this little crease is wrong or do you know you're gonna have to do prints that come out and you go oh crap i should have had a support there and i didn't think yes. about it now i gotta go back oh i can it. show you one that i did just yesterday <laughs> as a matter of fact i'll, I'll yeah. bet i'll bet this is super common for all you yeah yeah everybody yeah. doing this um so i i, I really this is i appreciate this easing to someone who's not printing as just kind of a i don't know everybody just efficient up your stuff a little you know sure yeah mm-hmm. especially if you're selling it so if you're gonna Especially, that's the that's a huge thing. If you're asking people to pay for it, people are gonna start expecting this. We've been downloading a lot of other people's kits and printing them. Yeah. And there's a wide range of 
the the file quality is one thing, the 3D print file, mm-hmm. but then the sort of support surrounding it, the instructions, the the considerations. There's a huge wide range of that, and I'm understanding now how much <laughs> I appreciate when you get all that in a delivered product that you paid for. It's a lot. Uh, well, Bill, always a pleasure. You got any uh, a little something bonusy today to share with yeah. us? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is a YouTube channel. I've been following this guy on Twitter. Last night I realized he has YouTube videos. Mm. Goes by Sublight Drive on YouTube. And he makes little model spaceships. And he makes them all old school using, not 3D printing, but styrene and glue. Look at these. Airbrush and paint. Styrene. This is so cool. It's deeply satisfying. Remind me what, uh, like, where where do we commonly find styrene like what so uh, your model shop like uh like a hobby oh, town or hobby yeah shop. it's that stiffer plastic okay yeah yeah so um and, and 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 please go to if you have a local hobby shop go and check out the styrene selection because they have sheets of it in different thicknesses which is great but they also have like textured ones and he used some textured styrene on those cargo containers uh they basically a pre-made stuff at scale so tiny little tubes and I-beams and all sorts of stuff, all made out of styrene, uh, which is a really easy material to work with. You pretty much just need an X-Acto knife. Oh, my gosh. I'm in love with everything he's doing here. I know. This oh, is yeah. so cool. Wow. <laughs> yep. Wow. He needs so more So, yeah, than... very few tools required. He uses a Weldbond 3 glue, or you could use super glue, but Weldbond's the standard, um, and some paints and, and an X-Acto knife and... Jeez. You can get fancier than that, but that's really all you need to make stuff like this. Sublight oh, Drive deserves great. more than 6,000 followers on on YouTube, everybody. Get over I there agree. and follow this yep. guy. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Does he do commissions? <laughs> Seems like a lot of work. <laughs> uh, beautiful. All right. Uh, awesome, as always. You'll find that at Sublight Drive on uh, YouTube and, of course, Punish Props on YouTube as well as PunishProps.com. Bill, it's always good having you here. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time. Good to be here. Bye. See you, Bill. Bye-bye. Wow. That link is going up on uh, quicktms.li right now. So this ship, this ship isn't, uh, is this the, it looks like the Galactic. It's obviously It kind of does, yeah. But I don't think it is. I can it's see just it like in some the, weird container ship. Yeah, yeah, I can see it in like the fleet, you know? Yes, right. It's where they carry all their right. food and toiletries and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> toiletries. That's really cool. Um, all right. Let's get uh, let's get this uh, going here. Who, who sure. are we adding now? Bill for science? I yeah. say let's have Bobby. Or Bobby's what I meant. I say Bill again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here he comes. Uh, get your science hats on, everybody. Because it's time. Science! Bob is hungry, and the soup looks good. It sure does, as always. Bobby here to join us. For a little science time. Bobby, hi, Mr. Pilot Man. Whoa, you're all blasted out. Look at that. Yeah. Woo. Adjust the camera. There, there we go. go. Woo. Hello, Bobby. Hey, hello. Hello. How are you? Hi. I'm doing great. How are you? Thanks for asking. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> you didn't, uh, you had, uh, no flight. Uh, how's your flying going? How, how's that going? We just like Man, to check in. You were about to do your night flight, I think, last time we talked, or had you just done it? No, I think you were I was going to be doing flight. it. Yeah. I was going to be doing it. It got canceled because of the weather. Mm. Um, but uh, but I have soloed. I think I said that last time we mm-hmm. talked. Yeah. Um, I've started That's going right. solo. 
And um, last week I flew like four different days, which was great. Um, I've never uh, that's unusual to be able to go that often, but I can. Things can. My my mom was in town, so I was able to schedule some more. And when you're solo, there's a little bit of flexibility because my I don't have to have my instructor there. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, that was great because I did two solo flights in the pattern, and then I did two solo fl- cross country flights with a. Which, if I haven't explained that before, or anybody who doesn't know, a cross country flight is not as long as it sounds. Um, it's a just a. It's a flight where you are going to to another airport that is at least fifty nautical miles away. Um, How high so. do you ever get? You're not like 30,000. This last feet. one I did, this last flight I did was um, the highest I've ever flown. It was 4,500 feet. Oh, okay. Wow. That's yeah. I, w- I wasn't sure because, you know, like a commercial airliners, 30,000 or whatever. I, and I never, yeah, I yeah. guess I never know what the little puddle jumpers do or the little, you know, small. Yeah, planes. you can't go that high unless you're not, you're not supposed to go that high. Well, first of all, plane that I fly would not get that high. It's just not powerful enough it's not the type, right type of plane either i think you have to really have a jet engine to be able to fly that high mm. um and you're that beyond i think i don't know this for sure i've never really bothered to memorize these specific numbers because i don't have any intention of flying this high but i think it's twenty thousand feet mm. above that is a special type of airspace reserved for for things like like passenger jets and airliners and stuff oh, like that, that makes sense the only, uh, You're not allowed I, up there unless you are in air traffic control system on an instrument flight where where um, you've got you know you've filed flight plans and all this kind of stuff. Right. So the other question I had, and this is just I've had this in the back of my head for a couple of weeks now, and I keep forgetting to ask you: when you land and you're done. Mm-hmm. Is there like a big maintenance regimen for someone to do because some other guy's got to take it up? Like how how often is the flight or how often is the plane you're flying also just – is it always in rotation I guess is what I'm saying. Someone's always flying. Most of the time, every day. I was just looking at the schedule for that plane um, last night because I, you know, I'm always looking to figure out when I can insert a flight because I need to – you know, I want to fly. But also I want to keep practice for my – Sure. Test in mid-August, but um, during the week, it's being flown three to five times a day by different people. My instructor is is usually always is always almost always the one that's in there with students, but it's like different students are being are using this plane all the time. On the weekend, it's pretty open, and and um, and that's when when I can sort of schedule something. It's not very often being rented by anybody other than students, but, but sometimes it is. And um, so it, it gets a lot of flight whenever, I think during the day, like when I bring the plane back, I park it in, in the parking at the airport and, um, and uh, I, they have the line crew, the linemen come in and, uh, and f- refill it. Okay. Fill it back up with, with fuel. It's it's always good to top off the fuel because if it's not, then condensation can get inside the fuel tanks, and oh. it's not like a huge risk. You don't. It doesn't have to be, but that it's just if you can, it's a good idea. So you're never, um, so there's always somebody. There's rules about that, right? Like they have certain. It's a maintenance regime of some specific yeah. type, and every time it lands, it goes through a check, a bunch of checks, and it's going to be their rules at that. Um, F, they're called FBOs, flight 
I don't know what FBS is. Funky like. Body Odor. That's what I, yeah, know. Flight <laughs> Business Organization. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember what FBO stands for, but it's it's their their business that they have. They have a fleet of planes, and it's so it's going to be their yeah. rules that they set. Um, there are, of course, rules for how often uh, an airplane in service, like federal regulations about how often it has to be ma- maintained, but that's like every year or every two years or something like that. It has to be have an airworthiness inspection and stuff like that. But interesting. Other than that, maintenance wise, that's there. That depends on the owner of the airplane. Yeah, and there it's. Is it against the rules to leave like a little Easter egg in there for the next guy? And, <laughs> and people I, might not like it. I don't know what you mean by Easter egg. Well, but, uh, <laughs> I don't mean like something gnarly, but I mean like you know a little sticker on the dash that just says, "Hey, hope you have a good flight." You know, like something dumb. We probably can't like do a that. little sticky note. Like <laughs> yeah. I think they'd be, I think they'd be mad at me if I put like stickers on that they'd have yeah. to like keep their goo the goo gone out. And <laughs> how about a how about a sticker uh, covering the altimeter that looks just like the altimeter? Oh, <laughs> see that I think they'd have a problem they, with. It feels like yeah, they might yeah. not let me fly the plane anymore. Feel, feel like that one might be a bridge too far. If they maybe, could maybe, prove yeah. it was me, right, yeah. right, they'd never be able to figure that out. <laughs> well, I don't know. That kind of these parts of it fascinate me because no one ever thinks of these parts, and I like. Yeah, I it like really the is interesting. All the different things, like like I had no idea until I started learning to fly that that even as a student, it's my, day one. Well, I guess day two. <laughs> yeah. um, day two, because I had to be shown how to do it. But ever, ever since day two of my second lesson, it was my responsibility to pre-flight the airplane, for example. Oh, wow. And I didn't know how detailed it was that every time you fly a plane, even airline pilots have some responsibility for for pre-flight inspection of the aircraft. Hmm. Um it's crazy. I didn't know that. There's like all these little things about being a pilot that you just don't know, and it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, there's your flight update, everybody. Uh, sit that's back cool. in your seats and enjoy and check out the Grand Canyon on your left, and uh, we'll, we'll arrive soon. <laughs> uh, Bobby, you're a science expert of sorts, and you like yeah. to come on the show and talk about said science. Uh, what's uh, yep. on offer today? What are you doing? Well, first of all, I wanted to. I heard you guys talking about Black Widows. Have did I have ever told you guys about? Um, the how Black Widows got such a bad rap for no, people. This would help our story, our, our info today. It's Alice we- Cooper, wasn't it? I'm sure, it was Alice Cooper. <laughs> if Alice Cooper was in an outhouse, then yes, um, oh. maybe. <laughs> sure, at one point. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it's outhouses that gave Black Widows such a bad rap, they would um they would bite people in outhouses, and those people would not survive or have a really gnarly outcome. But the problem is the reason is that. Uh, whenever, whenever a, a male person with with uh, genitals yeah. <laughs> would would uh, sit in an outhouse and get bit by a black widow, well, the black widows are hiding in in dark places, so you can yeah. imagine where they were being bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bitten. Uh, okay. And, um, yeah. And none of that There's area a lot of blood yeah. flow in that area. Sure. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, very easy to access and just close to the surface veins and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's my <laughs> and, uh, understanding as well. So, so it would spread throughout the body very quickly. Oh, and, it's a spread thing. That's interesting. Yeah. So okay. it's it's Brian's right. Black widows. We have a pretty good resistance. That if we get bitten like on our arm or something, there's time. Like, um, you might not even get that bad of a reaction because. Uh, well, as you can hear. Uh, <laughs> 
We lost internet at the worst possible time. Bobby was just getting going, and it hasn't come up yet. So uh, we decided to go ahead and end the show early. I hate doing this. I'm really ticked. Both ISPs that I rely on are down today or down at the moment. I don't know when they're coming back up. But uh, we're going to have to cut TMS short. That means Brian's not here to tell you about our song as we leave. And that's okay, because he's texted me that information. And uh, I have in my hand what we need to know. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to tell you that our outro song today before... Oh, before we leave, real quick here. Uh, I want to thank Bobby and Bill for being here. Uh, uh, Brian for his patience today with this stupid problem. And all of you um, for being supporters of the show. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place to go. Here is your song. It's a uh, request. Someone wrote in named Andrew who says, Dear Socks and Boxers, I'm turning the ripe old age of 40 this year. Let's party! Nice. If you could play anything that tells about being 40 in a pop-sounding style, I'd greatly appreciate it. If you can't do that, then any Disney cover you haven't played before would be fantastic. Show the ho, though. Andrew. Well, Andrew, Brian picked for you 40 by U2, covered by Starfield. I've never heard this cover before, so we're going to hear it together, you and I. That'll do it for today. Back tomorrow, ISP God's willing. Well, we will be. We'll be here. This stuff gets cleared up by then. Not too worried. Uh, Thank you all for listening. We'll see you then.
Get more at frogpants.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.